Okay. Here we go. This is and now is Home Away Show live. Well, that video did not go through, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Home Away Show. And I was just hoping I can put in something, a little something, just before we go in. Hello, everybody. Hi, Dad. Good afternoon, my brother Cooley. How are you doing today? And happy July, is it? Is it July 1st? Happy July in the building. Yes. Sanbulan in Janba for it. We're doing good, man. We're doing good. Zama is in the house. Zama in the house. Hi, everybody. This is your girl, Zama, the comedian. Now, actually, we're joined by Janet Jackson today, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to see her hairdo, uh, uh, go visit uh, her nearest Instagram page, uh, and you will see what we're talking about. She's got the poetic justice, uh, poetic justice look going on today. Looking lovely, know, sister. Right? Looking lovely. Thank uh, you. Yesterday, I was looking also dazzled up. I was like, oh, glitter. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show today. It is July 1st. Uh, we have crossed over officially to the second half of the year. And you are joined by myself, the one and only Kuli, all the way from Nangoma. And then especially my sister, Uzama, the resident comedian. Today, a um, little bit of funny, but not so funny. Just a lot of facts, a lot of good dialogue is what we're going to have. Um, and what my, Kuli, uh, what my brother Kuli was talking about was a video we were hoping to um, introduce the, the segment. Um, and I'm waiting to see, and I think we got to go ahead. So we'll go ahead and introduce that uh, that that show. I'm sorry, that that video. And then uh, we are talking about uh, Pride Month and what it means to the U.S. and uh, transformation of time. And I think as we think about African diaspora, as we think about what we adapt to when we move to this country uh, or whatever country we are in, this is a great video to get us started on the conversation we will be having today. Take it away, Cooley. Oh, boy. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. This just happened, ladies and gentlemen. Before we kick into the video, I've got some breaking news coming to you live from Danbury, Connecticut. My brother Cooley just went shirtless. Um, hey, listen. I, I, I don't know how we would get the visual, but he is flexing <laughs> no. some tries, no. some biceps, some no. thighs. Some tries. Like, seriously, what? No. Nice. No, no. I don't actually no. Come that, out the song like <laughs> it's getting hot in here. So take the clothes. It is pretty hot. It is pretty hot, ladies and gentlemen. It's about ninety something <laughs> degrees all over the north, uh, northern part of the U.S. So Cooley and myself are doing the shows shirtless today. Uh, <laughs> shirt in service. Let's go. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. Son, I don't know how else to explain it, but you're sick. Sick? I feel fine. There's nothing wrong with me. See, that's the problem. You think it's okay to have this this disorder, but it's not. Son, we've brought someone here today to get you back to normal. Pastor Rich, how you doing? All right. This is Justin. Justin, your parents told me that you said that you were gay. Is that true? I did. I mean, I am. Son, you're not gay. You're sick. But thank God I've got the cure. You're at a restaurant when you overhear an uncomfortable conversation. A set of parents trying to convince their gay son that homosexuality is an illness. They've even brought along their own pastor to pray away the gay. Do you side with the parents? Preach the son's right to his own sexuality? Or follow the old proverb, silence is golden? 
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so the, the, the video actually I got it from YouTube. So since we're talking about the LGBTQ uh, community, so I thought I should play this video. So basically uh, the, the title of the video on YouTube is like, Pastor Praise the Gay Out of a Teen. What will you do? Beautiful. What will you guys do? You are in a restaurant and then you see a pastor or you are in church. You see a pastor trying to pray the gay out of a kid or trying to pray to a kid to change from being um, gay or lesbian to be straight. What will you I do? Think in the, I think in the spirit of transparency, Cooley, and keeping ourselves well informed, um, before I, I answer that, I think it's good for us to just uh, do some justice to the term LGBT uh, or GLBT. Uh, I think they've added a Q uh, at the end of it. But what it stands for is in the 90s, they felt that the term gay did not define or encompass everybody that um, recognized their sexuality other than being heterosexual. So they created a, a lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, or you could say gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender community. Um, so please let's understand that term and address it appropriately. And some disclaimers as we have this conversation, these are honest feelings and honest opinions. So we'd love to hear what you have to say. Hit us up on our Insta. Cooley, what would I do? Um, if you talk to me in the mid nineties um, to bring you to my world back then, I'm a young South African guy growing up in the church, um, being told that being gay in the Bible's, um, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah days and so forth, I probably would have responded differently. My 2018 response would be um, referencing to the Bible for that pastor. Um, I, I, I've recently become acquainted with some folks that um, are in the LGBT community um, and got to understand them and be friends with them. Um, still have a lot of questions. I, I think we have some myths to talk through throughout the show. But my, my first thing I always go to is love everyone. That's one of the first commandments. Love everyone. Not some people, not a certain population, not people who it says love everyone. So if that pastor is truly serving the word of God, they are to love everyone and not judge them. How do you do that if you feel like somebody's lifestyle is uh, is off or is, is not of God? Um, I think it's for each person to kind of determine. Zam, I'm interested to hear what you say. I'm sure you're going to put some comedic spin to it. Um, but... I, I, these are there's a lot of questions I have, but one thing I'm I'm answering um, in in supporting and, and, and understanding our, our brother in the LGB community is love everyone. Doesn't matter what 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 their preference is. Zama, what are your thoughts? Um. Okay. So my thoughts are, it's hard to talk about like a situation if you've never been in that situation. Mm-hmm. No. It's hard to say, okay, you cannot have feelings for this kind of person because you are just man. Like, you have to be man enough. You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? And especially, like, uh, like church-wise, a lot of pastors will preach about, oh, you have to have, like, a wife. You have to have a husband. Like, you cannot date the same sex, which... Uh, like after nine, you know how in South Africa we'll be like after nine, meaning like um, like you you have like another life. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I can actually explain it. A lot of pastors do that because uh, I know one pastor he got married and then they only like had intimacy with his wife only one night, 
which was like basically their honeymoon just because he wanted to prove, okay, I can do that. But he was gay. Mm. And after that, they didn't have any intimacy or anything just because he was trying to fight all the community and stuff like that. So it's hard to say, okay, you cannot love a person like that. You cannot be in a relationship with the same sex. Mm, mm. Very tough, right? Because I think as you're mentioning to your point is the hypocrisy behind that. Um, yeah. If, if we are to talk of how the church gets involved in, in um, human rights, because what we're talking about, these are human rights, folks. Let's let's just strip everything down. What we're talking about in supporting the LGBT community is supporting a group of folks um, that some people have a different opinion on, but it's their human right to be happy, to have life and liberty and enjoy the same benefits that we all do. That if I have a job and I want my spouse to have medical care, um, I should be able to do that. And what gender they are shouldn't um, be a factor into that. Those are human basic rights. So we should support that. Um, now, here's the question, Cooley, and I'm interested to hear what you think, because you played the video and asked, what would we say? Um, we both have kids, Cooley, right? So we are fathers and mm. we are growing up in a, in a, um, an era where, you know, back in our days, I think it was taboo. If you saw somebody, you would hear about people being gay and maybe didn't see it now on TV, on social media, everywhere, they do a balance marketing of any product or whatever it is that they show couples of the same sex, which means kids are exposed to it at an earlier age. What that means for each individual parent, I don't know. But I think there's always a lingering question for um, any tough, you know, um, alpha male father out there. What if your son came home and said, father, I fell in love with a very lovely young man and his name is John. What do you say? Um, you know what, before I answer that, I just want to introduce Pastor Anderson. Uh, Pastor Anderson uh, is an infamous, or in, what do you call it? Uh, the, 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 the pastor that is hated by the world. Mm, and, uh, mm, mm. He actually preaches um, killings to the gays and lesbians. I want to introduce him so that you guys can hear his side of view on this. Uh, uh, Pastor Anderson from Tempe, Arizona. Here we go. Kids do not have the guts to stand up to reprobates. I'll stand up to them. Unlike most preachers that are a spiritual babe in Christ, so they get bullied and picked on by the fags. You know what? They don't bully me. Take me on. Huh? Bunch of filthy sodomites and queers. I'm the one who has the guts to preach against them. And these other preachers need to man up and stand up and say, come on, what are you going to do about it, you big bully? And the reprobates are always bullies, aren't they? They march down the street, they shout their voice so loud. They're such a small minority, but they're always a minority and they're always a bully. And they always want to cram it down everybody's throat. Well, they're not cramming it down my throat. You know what, I'm glad, you know, I didn't like going to seventh grade at that messed up school, but in some ways I'm glad I did, because it made me so mad that I'm still mad and I still hate their guts. I still hate these reprobates. I still hate these sodomites. I still hate these haters of God and these vile perverters of the flesh. And I'll stand up to them. And I stood up to them then and I'm going to stand up to them now. And we need some preachers that will stand up and say, no, no. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that was Pastor Anderson. Uh, the video you can actually find it on uh, YouTube. It says Pastor Anderson mad as hell, and he's from Tempe, Arizona. And I think it's the faith of God is the name of his church. Right after Pastor Anderson, I just want to introduce another pastor from uh, Uganda who also made the airwaves as much as Pastor Anderson did. He made the airwaves for his uh, hate speech. Um, let me just introduce this pastor to from, uh, I don't know the name, but I'm going to tell you right now, uh, from Uganda in Africa. Good morning, everyone. My name is uh, Pastor Dr. Martin Semper. I'm here in the capacity as the chairman of the National Task Force Against Homosexuality in Uganda. We are making legislation to make sure that sodomy and homosexuality never sees the light of legality in this land of the Pearl of Africa. I've taken time to do a little research to know what homosexuals do in the privacy of their bedroom. One of the things they do is called anal leaking, where they, a, a man's anus is leaked like this by the other person, like ice cream. Like ice cream. And then what happens, even poo comes out. The other one poo-poo's out, huh? and then they eat the poo the other one they do is they have a sex practice called fisting, where they insert their hand into the other man's hand, and it goes all the, into the anus all the way. And it is so painful, they have to take drugs, but they enjoy it. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to have to apologize. I should have let you know before that, that this video is so graphic. And it's another audio that we got, and this pastor is from... Uh, uh, Uganda and his name is Martin Sisempe. Just to throw, throw a little bit of uh, uh, fun tune in that somebody actually, uh, do you know how the internet is? I will play it for 30 seconds. Somebody took that video of uh, Pastor Martin Sempe of Uganda and they made this auto tune. Just take a listen. One of the things they do is called anal leaking. A man's anus is leaked like ice cream. Like ice cream. A man's anus is leaked like ice cream. Like ice cream. A man's anus is so that was a little bit of a fun tune. Uh, it's not fun, but it's funny because these um, American uh, DJs decided to take that video because it went viral. I think it got like 6 million views on it. And they decided to make this funny little skit about it uh, just to put a light on what he was saying because that's another way of promoting. But should we? Should we put light in? in um, I think this guy, I think these guys that were trying to promote because these two DJs, as far as I know, they are gay, so they take the, what he said, they actually spread it around because at that time Uganda was trying to pass the legislation where the government should kill all homosexuals. So basically, it spread like viral. It went around, and the U.S. Uh, President Obama got involved actually because it was during the time of President Obama in order for them to try to convince Uganda or the country of Uganda to actually not pass a legislation like that. Because apparently, according to Martin Sempe, there, there, there were so many uh, gays and lesbians in his country he was worried about. Yeah, you know what was funny about it? I think it might have been Ellen Generous, who actually, because these things I'm bringing right now, they made viral in the last uh, five, six years. 
I think it was Ellen Generous who said something that, man, this guy must be gay. The way he explained things, he probably has experienced this thing. He's so graphic, like he's been part of the process. Oh, my word, really? Like, as I was listening to it, I was like, this guy is gay. Why would you say so many things? And he's like, yes, he's, he's giving all the details. That's the thing that's so funny. Yeah, you know, it's not exactly funny, but that's the part that just kind of oh. ironic. There's, how do you know all of yeah, this? But now, yeah. going back to uh, Pastor, um, Pastor who was, uh, you know what is, I choose these videos or I choose this audio, and I'm sorry to the listening audience that I used basically the, the audio that has a little bit of uh, um, a background uh, song or something. The reason why I did that, the raw audio, was just too much to take i needed something just light to kind of lighten that up because the thing is i felt like these two guys have something in common and they are not the only one actually pastor anderson from tempe arizona he actually was denied a visa to get to south africa he ended up going to botswana the country of botswana where he held his uh conference with the people who are against who are against the lesbian and gay they call it an anti-gay and lesbian conference that was in botswana they denied him a visa in south africa a lot of people protested in south africa so that he won't go in um after saying that i just wanna um play one more clip guys while we talking because i had a, a gentleman on the show uh last year uh his name is vic nemand he's actually uh a gay man uh from uh um uh from uh south africa so he was just trying to give us a light of what's going on in south africa when it comes to uh gays and lesbians and uh how they are being treated so I think I should bring him in so that you guys can hear his side of the story too about what he goes through as a man who's gay up in South Africa. Can I do that? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I just want to add something after that. Uh, but oh. I, I'm going to reserve that thought though. Okay, all right. A memory banda. Oh, okay, well, uh, Kuli got everything wrong. I apologize. Go ahead and that. I'm going to line up that no audio. Worries. That audio was not part of it, ladies and gentlemen. No worries. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, we started off by the show by saying it's it's you know not necessarily funny dialogue, um, but dialogue that that I'm sure is um, had in in different homes in different ways. But as a, a Christian man, and being a Christian, by the way, does not mean that you are perfect. Um, it means that you seek to be perfect, like the Christ that saved you. Um, it, you know when when we are playing pastors who would represent. Um, who would represent Christians worldwide, those views disturb me. Those views, um, I go back to human rights. So if we are talking about people and we are talking about what we are not afraid to do to certain people, um, and the reason I asked if, should it be funny? Should we take such a vow? The, The platform of being a preacher holds great responsibility. And what you share on that platform um, carries a lot of weight. As we can see in this case that this pastor in Africa shared something and it's turned into kind of a, a jokey song, but it's very descriptive. I wouldn't want my kids listening to that. Not to sound old, but I just wouldn't. And if I was a parent trying to understand and embrace a child that is gay, lesbian, or transgender, and that's the type of stuff I might get out there as I do research of how do I be better um, um, comforting, parent, supportive. 
that would throw me off. Um, I think it's vile. I think it's shallow. I think it's silly and stupid. Um, what my hope is out of the show today is just people look at people's human rights. Right now, we are living in an era where we are fighting as African diasporas. You could even look at it like gay diaspora if you want, lesbian diaspora, where they, they move and live in a place where they may be accepted. You could look at that, right? So, so in all of this, what is it, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable? What is pushing the limits too far? And look at the rights that mean the most to you. Me right now, it's being black. Um, feeling like I'm supported in this country, feeling like I don't have to walk around and be scared and, and, and be nervous of what might happen. That's a human right. And whatever that means for other communities, let's do our damn best to support people. Don't judge. Humble thyself or you'll be humbled. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Dada, uh, you talked about moving like uh, the gay people for them to be safe, right? Where yeah. like safe environments i don't think so because anybody can be gay mm -hmm. no mm -hmm. anybody it doesn't matter some people hide it but almost everybody's gay sometimes i feel i'm kind of like like a lesbian because i would look at a girl and be like damn this girl is so hot you know like i've i've kissed a girl once in my life it doesn't mean that i'm a lesbian it's just like okay maybe that day i was just attracted to a you know, like what, a girl. Was it just once? Was it just once? That my I, I mean, it was, it was once, but I am attracted to girls, though. But not, like, dating-wise. Just, like, looking at them. And, but then and, it, uh -huh. No, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, go ahead. But then again, like, when we really look at it, like, gay people are more fun than just, like, ordinary guys. Gay people are more real. You know, is like, that, if a gay doesn't like you, is they don't a, like you. Is that a myth, right? Is that a myth? So I want to clarify. Not that I was saying that, by the way, they should move somewhere. I was merely making a comparison of since this is a diaspora show, and most of the time folks who move Africa, we move from our country to try to seek a better life and, and more accommodating. That was the point I was trying to make. However, to your point, these are all questions I have. How does the lesbian gay community feel? If you say, well, I kissed a girl once, does that mean I'm, I'm, I'm gay, right? Or I look at a girl's butt. I, I feel like in this day and era, women look at each other's butts more than men do. I, I, I almost believe that. I feel like you, if there's a woman walking by, it's like there's that sizing up moment. So are they looking at their butt to say, ooh, look at that butt. Oh, oh my gosh, I need to go back to the gym and work harder. But how does that mean, what does that mean to like Ellen DeGeneres, right? For her, it's mm -hmm. not just a physical attraction. It's the mind attraction, being attracted to what that person can do. And there's so many things out. There's so many stigmas that we have to break. There's certain words that we learn that that are not acceptable. So why don't we do our best to accommodate that? Now, one could say, oh, you can't just go around appeasing everybody. And what kind of Christian are you? I'm simply saying for myself, my choice, my only right is I will choose to love whomever it is that is around me. And exactly. support and the same way that I expect you to love and support me, um, period. If anybody else can have their opinion and, and, and violence certainly does not um, need to come into the picture because that's what's possible. I think that's what's at stake here is when we look at that, some people have lost their lives because of a, 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 their lifestyle. That mm -hmm. becomes disturbing. That means we are not practicing what we're preaching. But Exactly. And especially Kuli. because like, with, oh, do you want Kuli to no, talk? No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
And especially because you know how Christian will be talking about all forgiveness. They'll be talking about love the like love your neighbor as yourself. Like, uh, why would you be killing somebody else just because they are attracted to another person? They are still human beings. Like, nothing changed. True. Uh, Can I can I just uh, read the scripture here, if you guys don't mind? Please, Pastor Cooley, go ahead. Uh, I'm not a pastor. I'm not a pastor. I'm just bringing this. You guys are doing a great job uh, attacking this conversation, and I'm going to also have my own personal feelings to it. But I'm just reading things as they go, because sometimes when people talk, especially Christians, they like to refer to a certain scripture. There is a scripture, uh, Leviticus. 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 Uh, 18 verse 22 it said you must you must not lie down with the male in the mm-hmm. same way that you lie down with the woman it is a distasteful act and then uh, there is also another scripture over here i think it's uh it's in the proverbs 5 uh, verse 18 and 19 it says may your mm-hmm. own fountain be blessed and may you rejoice with the wife of your youth and a loving doe and a graceful a graceful mountain goat, let her breast satisfy you at all times. May you be captivated by her love constantly. Um, I can go on because there's a lot more scriptures. I don't know if you guys are interested or you want to just go straight to the to the subject. No, we, we well, see, t- tell us more, though. Okay. Tell us more with that. Behind oh, okay, that. All right. Well, I mean, I'm just saying the reason why I was reading the scriptures is because sometimes people, they say the Bible says this, the Bible said that. I found the scriptures that were part of my preparation and that I decided that I should bring them to the fore. But anyway, the thing is, my own opinion, like pastor, these two pastors that I played, Pastor Semp and Pastor Anderson, um, they are clearly preaching hate you know what i mean i can understand that they have a different opinion but they are clearly preaching hate i don't have a problem though with the pastor me personally me kululego i don't have a problem with the christian or some sort of pastor who follow the rules of what the bible is saying and preach inside their synagogue or their inside their church inside wherever their kingdom hall and say that the bible say blah 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 the bible say blah blah but if you're using that platform like pastor anderson was saying he could have stayed straight to the scripture and talk about what he feel as a christian then to go around and try to rally his troops like we gotta you know what I mean? Because some of the people inside his church might be actually uh, be feeling sympathetic towards uh, people who are in the LGBTQ community, like myself. I could go to church, but I'm very, very sympathetic to that community because I feel and I understand what they are going through. There are some countries in Africa even today, probably mm. not even only in Africa, where people are still getting killed oh, right, yeah. for their lifestyle. But now, illegal. saying that, all, that's that's a legal matter. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, saying all of that. If I'm a Christian, if I say I believe in Christianity, yes, I do feel like certain lifestyles are actually against the Bible. So because I'm a Christian and I understand the Scripture, I'm actually gonna go uh, and say. I do not appreciate that lifestyle in my space, but that doesn't necessarily mean that. I don't respect those people because at the end of the day, uh, talking about the Bible, 
the Bible also does discourage hate. You guys know that. And the Bible, uh, you know, there is things, you know, there's so many, you know, you can, you can really, sorry. I said, cue me in on that one. I think that was right on time for what I, I, I just wanted to add on that. Yeah, so because what I'm right saying is that if you're gonna if you're gonna say you hate those people, or you, I, I would rather appreciate somebody like I'm gonna just quote something here. I'm gonna take something here, an example actually. It's just an example. I really appreciate people of the Jehovah Witnesses for one reason: they're mm. constantly trying to change you to join their religion. Okay, instead of telling you every Saturday that, morning, exactly, knocking at instead, your door. instead exactly, instead of t- of them telling you that. They hate your lifestyle and blah, 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 and all of that stuff. What do they do? Uh, they tell you about what they believe in. They would yeah, like yeah, you to yeah. be part of it. And exactly. I think all Christians should do that. Instead of trying and bash people and tell them that mm. I hate your lifestyle. I don't hate anybody's lifestyle. Actually, to be honest with you, I am probably live around uh, rapists around me or people who have just been come out for jail or sometimes I see them at work, sometimes I see them all kind of places. But do I, do I actually hate what they did? Yes. Do I actually hate them? No. Because there's no need for me to hate. I'm, listen, I'm not the God here. I'm not going to judge anybody. I love people and I respect people. You, you will deal with that the day you actually meet your God, okay? If there is a God, you will deal that with that the day you meet your God. For right now, what I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you love. Because that's the best thing I know. That's the one thing that my parents gave me. And uh-huh. Going to you, Zama, what you said earlier on about kissing another girl. I've never kissed another man. But I've gave a man a kiss in a chick. All right? And the man was gay. The reason why I'm saying this, this is something that is strictly in my heart. One time, I'm not going to say where, but I was in a situation where somebody who's gay was being cast at by people that happened to be my friends at the time. I had no idea about that. But I understood why these guys were like that because I understand the culture of the street, the culture of uh, macho, the culture of uh, men, whatever. Sometimes we do kind of like things like that, use that as our weapon to to either cast at you or to just kind of like meaning I'm hurting you. So I'm going to call mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, you fucking fag. Excuse my language. I'm hurting you. Then the idea is not that I'm saying you're gay, but I'm hurting you. In this case, maybe those words were used to an actual gay man. Okay. So I had to go over there and apologize because subconsciously to me, when I saw the situation, lucky enough, I was the sober one in the group. I actually saw what just happened, that this man was actually demonized and this man just fell really, really hurt. So what I did is that I went to him and I told him, I said, listen, my friends have said some words that I know they hurt your feelings and I'm so sorry about everything that happened. I totally apologize. I can't take it away. Can I give you a hug? And he agreed. So when I gave him a hug, I gave him a kiss and a cheek. I said, listen, brother, nothing but love to you. And I walk away from that situation. Okay. I never told this situation to anybody because maybe some of the people I would have told, they probably would have not understood it the way I understood it at the time. You know what I mean? But I can talk to you guys about it. But anyway, I've been preaching too much. Let me let everybody. No, we appreciate your brother Cooley preaching on that um, and you being vulnerable and sharing what I think if we probably shared it about 20 years ago in the streets we grew up in, we would have turned it into a joke. Um, so thank you uh, again. Good conversation to have. I, 
you reference the word. And the Bible is so tricky in that you could take one verse and spin it in however way you, way you want to spin it. Um, just like data, right? You could take data, spin it, tell a story that you want to tell, uh, that you want to tell. But here's what I want to quote, since this is then turned into a little service. Matthew 22, 36 to 40, very straightforward. Jesus was asked, Master, which is the great commandment of the law, right? So we talk about human rights. We talk about constitution, the Bill of Rights, our amendments. It's my right to bear arms. It's my right to do yada, yada, yada. So here's a very simple one. This was asked of Jesus. Jesus said unto him, thou shalt love thy thy uh, God. I'm sorry. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. Here's the catch. And the second one is just like it. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. Here's what I want to point out. It doesn't say love your neighbor just like you love yourself unless your neighbor's black, unless your neighbor's white, unless your neighbor's Spanish, unless your neighbor's a rapist, unless your neighbor is gay, lesbian, or transgender. It simply says love your neighbor. So to Cooley's point, what he did that day, he may, we all have different feelings. We all have certain things that we may feel, uncomfortability, whatever it is. If you are truly trying to follow what commandments have been put in place, what chain of commands have been put in place, it says the two most important ones is whoever your God is. If your God is a doggone plant, love that plant with all your mind, heart, and soul. And then the second one is love your neighbor, not unless anything. Love your neighbor just as you love yourself. So if you love yourself to a certain extent where you hate yourself because of certain sins that you may do, certain violations of the word that you may do, then I guess it's fair for you to do the same. If you are mad at yourself and treat yourself and give yourself self-hate because you feel like, oh, crap, I just did something that was mentioned in the Bible that I shouldn't do, so I'm going to treat myself this way, then by all means, I guess, proceed. But we are so double-standard and so hypocritical in that sense. We choose which one is the highest. I say just look at the first two. Love your neighbor. Doesn't mean like them. Doesn't mean hang out with them all the time. We all have a choice. You choose your friends. Me for me, and I'm gonna throw a shout out there. Shout out to Boxy. I had a chance to work with Boxy. He, he, he's on a he's on a show. Yeah, South African guy. Um, that I honestly, and this is me being vulnerable as well. If I was in South Africa growing up, we probably wouldn't have been friends. I wouldn't have seek to say that that's gonna be my boy. Uh, Boxy is, is 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 open and is a is an open book to his lifestyle. Uh, when I first met him. There was no type of any feelings. High five. Gave my dude a, 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 a hug, if you want to call it a hug. Um, and we worked together. And I learned how to have comfortable conversations with somebody whose lifestyle is a little bit different than mine. Um, and it's totally fine. And he supported it. And I support it. So that's, I think, the epitome of loving your neighbor without the unless anything. Loving Zama even she she kissed the girl and she liked it and maybe it was just once or twice. <laughs> Loving Cooley, even though he kissed the brother on the cheek, even exactly. if it was and once or twice. That, uh, just not, not that I'm cutting you off. I just want to add to what you just said. I'm just going to read one more scripture to add to what you just said, okay? Please, um, please. I'm not trying to make myself a Christian here, but I researched this subject because <laughs> it means a lot to me. It says, honor man. It says, this is uh, First Peter verse 2. Um, um, first Peter verse two. Uh, no, First Peter. Uh, <laughs> hey, how often do you read the Bible? Two, Queen, how often do you read the Bible? <laughs> you, you. First Peter two verse uh, seventeen. So it says, "Honor men of all sorts, 
have love for the whole association of brothers be in fear of god and honor the king so you take that my, my people that's take all that. the god is saying to you shout out to one of our listeners all the way from new hampshire just sent me a message she says love everyone with a big old smiley face so Thank she's you. tuning in to the show we appreciate you um and, and what we're hearing is love everyone and coolie just said it love your fellow brotherhood man zama talk to us love everybody yes and dade and uh to add on that right because you are talking about love your neighbors as you love yourself and you're like maybe if you hate yourself you can also hate maybe like your neighbor and i feel that um it's happening around the world like a lot of people are like they don't want to accept that they are transgender they don't want to accept that they want to date other guys or other girls so mm-hmm. they like hating themselves that's why mm-hmm. they come out mm-hmm. you know they just hating like okay you coming out and everybody's accepting you and i cannot come out i cannot tell people that i love girls i cannot tell people that i love boys you know i think it's it's something like that they just hating themselves and especially if like christians like i'm really bashing on christians because christians don't want to come out Mm, mm. Uh, okay, let's they don't go come out and also oh sorry they don't want to come out and also like they don't want to talk to like gay people they don't want to say oh what's your story like what happened as you gay because some people are born gay and some people are like whatever their situation is they might well, be raped you bashing christians might be, zamo you not yeah she, she's not bashing christians you should see coolie right now by the way the no, way she's rubbing i think she should not big. bash christian because it's not no. all christians who don't understand no she's actually she's there is uh, there is some churches I, right now that you have pastors who are gay who are actually thank preaching you. i, I think big, i yeah. think i think coolie though what zamo just said holds some truth and it is a perception sometimes becomes reality right the perception out there is that christians do not want to do this if you spoke to my mom my own mother um i would not be able to have this open conversation without getting into an argument because she would go back to the scripture and say here's what the word says and i'm speaking right. and i'm not changing it however zama you've just spoken to two christians over here who have read from the word and all we are simply getting back to is love everyone period yeah, so it's even if it's the smallest number of folks that do identify as christians who are willing to have the open dialogue and say i don't know everything i don't know what's comfortable and what's not comfortable to talk about i can speak for myself in saying what i do for a living my 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 daily income and what i take passion in i have to be able to support everybody and i'm learning a lot that's actually applied into my work life that i can actually bring back and apply to my personal life and that I make sure be able to bring back and apply to my passion which is radio uh which is talking about you are going to run into all types of people in this world man with all types of differences than you do and if you have an issue with somebody having something a little bit different than you when we can learn so much from each other and you can actually grow from whatever experience that you have um so I think I hope out of this um you can say you know what Christians are willing to have the conversation I wish there was just more of them Yeah. Maybe. No, Maybe. no, no, no. And I just want to come back and say that Zama, we were not kind of dismissing what you're saying because you're right. Yeah. There's a majority of people out there that are not willing to have that conversation, including our very own parents, as that has pointed it out, because mm-hmm. it's a very uncomfortable situation for them because of where, how they grew up. But now I want to just bring out some other things to uh, to you guys. There's a website called uh, Live Science, and they basically kind of like bring out things that uh, are myths. 
things that we might think that they are true, but they are myth. Uh, says gay parent. Uh, uh, so this is a myth busted. Says myth busters. Par- I, yeah, yeah. I, I've been it looking says, forward to this. I've been waiting on this. Okay. It says gay parents aren't as good as father and mother parents. So. And uh, many of those who who oppose gay marriage and gay adoption charge that same-sex parents are not good for kids and that child need both a father and a mother to grow up and to be healthy adults. Research, however, shows that children of gay parents tend to be fair just fine. For an example, one uh, recent study looked at nearly 90 uh, teens half living with female same-sex couples and others with her heterosexual couples and showing that both groups fared similar in school teen boys in the same sex household had great point average of the 2.9 compared with 2.65 for their counterparts in heterosexual homes teen girls showed similar results with 2.8 for the same sex household and 2.9 for girls in heterosexual families another study find that kids with two moms or two dads were no more likely than any other counterparts in traditional homes to engage in delinquent activities such as damaging others property and shoplifting and getting into fights and uh, i just want to play this video actually it was on a ted talk that was done in philadelphia in 2016 and this gentleman is from the lgbtq uh, community his name is pastor is Pastor David Noss, Pastor David Noss, uh, he's a young kid and uh, Pastor David Noss was trying to give light to what he has to go through and he's gay. Uh, if you could just listen, please. When my identity as a gay man and my identity as a Christian came together, I was changed and my world has never been the same. So this is that story. So back to middle school. When I was in middle school, after this great experience at church camp, I had to figure it out, and I needed to learn everything I could about being a Presbyterian pastor. I uh, grew up in the Presbyterian Church USA, and I needed to learn everything I could about being gay. So it's the late 90s, what do you do? You go onto the internet. And so I started to try to learn everything that the internet could teach me about being gay. Unfortunately, <laughs> sorry dad, I used my father's laptop computer that was issued from his work, My dad got a phone call, it was the IT department, they were doing some routine maintenance and there were some cookies that were on there they were a little bit surprised to see for a straight man who was married with a child. No judgment, but they just had some questions. My dad put the pieces together and he walked into my room and he sat down on the bed and he said, "Um, so that happened. (laughs) He explained to me the phone call and he said, I made another phone call, I I called our pastor. And I asked him to see if it was possible for you to find healing in your life, for you to have a full life. And I was terrified. This is awful. This is not how I imagined this going. And uh, I said, well, what, what did our pastor say? My dad said, well, you know, I asked him if there were any groups or anything, and he suggested this group, Parents and Friends of Lesbians and Gays, uh, because he said that there's some healing that I need. And he also said that for you, it would be really important for you to know other people who were gay. What do you think about that? Do you want me to go to PFLAG? Do you want to get to know other gay Christians? And it was all too much, too soon. And my dad and I just decided to let it lie. I went back into the closet, and we just didn't talk about it. 
Later that night, my mom came by my room and she said, I want you to know that whoever you are, whatever you do in life, I will love you. And you need to know that. Ladies and gentlemen, I just wanted to play that uh, Pastor David Norse who gave a TED Talk in Philadelphia in 2016. I did have to highlight that because it was very important because uh, it kind of like give us another note to understand that what he had to go through. But I like how his parents dealt with it. What do you guys think? It's, it's, um, I think it was very human-like. Um, it's relatable. Um, and I can only speak for myself. I think what the, I would assume what the father tried to do is immediately remove any sort of judgment and try to say, how can I support my child? Just like if a child had came to you and said, I wanted to um, start wearing all black and listen to goth music, or I want to go, he tried to find out what resources can I give? And I got to respect what it seems like the pastor did at the time and said, it's all overwhelming. I don't know what to do with it. I don't want to, I don't think it's time just yet. The unfortunate thing is he ended up saying, I went back in the closet. So this just goes to show you how tough this landscape can be to play around, right? Because here you have parents who try to be supportive. Mind you, he, he created some issues for him at work where probably some people started some, some gossip or whatever. Put that aside. He tried to say, how can I help my son? Yeah, so the, 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 the child actually had the support at home, but still because of society, society's point of view or way of looking at it, he, he was still forced to live in the closet. and But I think his journey at the end of it, which at the end of it all, folks, whatever we're going through, it's our journey, it's our chapters. His journey, here we are now playing him, and it's the first video that bought me some sort of comfort as I listened through, right? Because this has been a tough dialogue, a tough show today with some uncomfortable moments. Um, and some people might have found comfort in other videos we played. But here his video and his story allows us to tie things together and say, Give it your best, whether it's two parents who are of the same sex raising kids or if it's two parents who are heterosexual or it's baby mama, baby daddy drama. Mm. Man, we fail all day long as parents. So I don't want to hear that nonsense of, you know, parents of same sex marriage are going to mess up the kids. That is BS. That's nonsense. These freaking parents out there not taking care of their kids every single damn day and they're not gay, lesbian or anything. They're just stupid and lazy. So. That that part of it for me, um, I think is just their journey. If there are two mothers in the house or two fathers, that child has to be comfortable and be prepared to go into school and speak to the majority of the kids whose parents look different. But it doesn't mean that the other kids don't have a father who's incarcerated and, mm. and is never around. That's their mm. own journey. So, mm. uh, you know, and, and for them to point out studies of, well, kids who come out of uh, same-sex marriages uh, have a four-point-something GPA, and, and that's not how you measure life. Um, that, that's not how you measure good upbringing. That just means who was able to study and, and get the, the, the help necessary to do homework or use Google and, and, and pass. Um, we measure about how we love and treat other people at the end of the day, and that's what this should be about is how, how do we – because guess what, Cooley? You, you could fight for your dream job, work hard, your parents raise you right, take you to the best schools possible. You finally land your dream job and your boss is gay. And all your life you've been brought up to to, to not like gay people. I, then no, what do you do? No, just did they, did your it, parents prepare you? Did it, nah. Just playing devil's advocate, not because I think I understand why they have those studies with like uh, um, percentage and all of that kind of stuff. I think is the reason is 
if you were going to give it to people to kind of uh, digest it and understand what you're saying, it got to have some sort of uh, um, numbers in there because nowadays human beings believe in numbers more than uh, what they see, I guess, because it kind of like justify everything. I don't know. It's just the way they put it. But I can see why they were doing that because if you're going to present a study and then the person that did it, it's actually, it's not... Um, if you're going to present a study and the person that did it is not like a professor or somebody who did it at thorough research, people most likely will reject it. Zama, you've been quiet. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, with me, I think I actually what ha- I love what happened because it's reminding me of the days when I was still an au pair. Like my host child was actually gay and he was uh, about 10 years old. But like his mom actually found out when he was like about four years old, just because he saw like she saw the actions of what he was doing and how he was talking and stuff like that. So uh, by that, at like a very young age, she started like uh, doing some research on how to talk to him when he gets older for him to open up. You know, so when I got there, she told me everything about it. She's like, okay, uh, not that we accept the situation that he's gay, but we just have to accommodate him, you know? So, uh, yeah, it's also up to the parents, too, on how they just going to, like, go about the situation. Because uh, some people are born gay and we cannot do anything about it. We cannot, like, discriminate against them. Yeah, it's no. just like you, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because I think that's where most of the parents are kind of having a hard time right now. Um, it's just that how to actually deal with it if it hits home or if it happens to you. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, Zama. Um, you as yeah. a young person, there is a situation right now going on in Connecticut that I'm trying mm-hmm. to find out how will you deal with it. Um, yeah. because you're young enough to understand this. But anyway, is these two girls, two boys? change to be girls so they went through the transsexual what is it called transgender stage you know they went through that Mm. and now they are seniors in high school and they denied that they decided to run track and so obviously they joined the team which is basically um they decided to join a team which is a girls team so they are smoking everybody all over the state now because Mm -hmm. obviously they are guys but they are transgenders how would you feel like that if you are one of the athletes who was a girl? I would feel that it's very unfair in such a way because they have a gene guy. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> the chromosomes like are in their side, is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's very fair to be competing with them because it's the same thing as what if I would fight with a transgender guy, you know? Obviously, they're gonna beat my butt off because they are they have that manly yeah. power and stuff like that. Mm. So I think they should like compete with other guys, but they should also be treated like other girls. Does that even make sense? It doesn't sense? make any sense at all because now you're gonna be really discriminating against them because the parents of Cromwell uh, High School. Cromwell High School is basically right by Middletown. If you're going to Hartford, there is a, uh-huh. a city of Cromwell. So uh, Cromwell High School, they had an issue over there. The parents actually went to school. They went to the superintendent to try to fight the issue of them being uh, 
competing for, mm -hmm. for these guys competing because they were saying it's unfair for their kids to have these guys competing and uh, the superintendent said no we can't discriminate against them because it will be against the law so what do you do about about that because all these parents who have these kids that are either in a academy process or they are looking into yeah. getting to colleges but now they are getting beat by these two girls who are guys yeah, so I'm saying, like, what do you say about that? Because think about it. The kid that is probably in Cromwell High School, a girl who's a super yeah. good in track and is beating everybody in 100 meters and all of a mm -hmm. sudden is losing that record because of uh, these two transgenders. That can have a psychological impact. It because does. now it might make them be discouraged to get uh, a college scholarship. Exactly. You might make them, um, but at the other hand, too, you can flip it and say, well, if you compete with the very best in the state, you are actually one of the very best. You may come number three, but you're still one of the very best. You know what I mean? You can it's flip so it that way. And, uh, and I talked to Coach. You remember when we had Coach Lopes here? You are not on the show. Oh, yes. yeah. Coach Lopes said, because he trained athletes, and he said he has mm -hmm. no problem training anybody. So he said... Because he looked at it as, because he had to deal with one student that was in that situation. He said he yeah. looked at it as a person that decided to change uh, their sex. Uh, they are not worried about winning a track, uh, getting a scholarship. They are more worried about their life and their happiness. So you can look yeah. at it that way too. That they are happy. That's why they decided to ride with the girls. They've got their agenda. The one that they want. Okay. They are happy, but what about me? Like, I've been... And especially, you you know, if you're a girl, we as girls, we have to work so hard, you know, like with everything we do, because we always discriminate because we girls. Oh, girls cannot do this. Girls cannot do that. So to to take a guy and change and stuff like that, and then I should be competing with that person. Like I have to work 10 times more than what I was already working on, you know? Yeah. Like absolutely. I really don't Fair. Even though people think it's fair because, you know, like all the laws and stuff, but I don't think it's fair, though. No, it's not fair. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Home Away Show. With right now, we have Zama and Dambai. I mean, we have Zama and Kuli. And we're just talking about uh, the LGBTQ community. And right now, we're just highlighting the issue of a transgender situation up in Cromwell High School. And that they fade off of Skype. Uh, we had him on the, sh on the show, and he just fade off of screen. So I don't know. He might be busy. Who knows? He said something about... Uh, his uh, way he's recording is pretty hard. So hopefully the poor guy didn't have a heart attack or something like heat stroke. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he's good. But how, really, are you, how are you sure? Yeah, maybe no, the I guy mean, is no. is going to the to the hospital right now. I you mean know? like he's gonna stop he's gonna be like, Oh my word, I cannot breathe. But he's good. <laughs> no, I think I, I hope I hope he's good because if he's not good, I'm gonna have a problem with that. But anyways, I'm a, before we close up the show, I just want to let them know where they can actually uh, get us because we need to let them know where the podcast is available because some other people have never listened to us and then all of a the sudden they find us, but they're not sure where do they get the podcast. Just uh, have uh, Hillary tell them where they get our podcast. Make sure you check out Umbani Radio Podcasts on TuneIn, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Music.
All right. And then, ladies and gentlemen, also, we, uh, we're going to be available uh, on the new app. We still, you can find us anyway, basically, Umbani Radio on Facebook and, uh, no, Umbani Radio on Twitter and Instagram. And if you click on our bio, it actually lead you to the stream. And up on Facebook is Home Away Show and Home, and there's no space, Away, and then Space Show. And then when you click Use App on Facebook, you can listen to us live. Our show is always played on uh, Sunday. We go in at 1.30 to 2.30 live. But actually, you can also download the app where you can listen to a lot of other shows. And uh, Zama, what is the other people that uh oh. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my bad. I actually wasn't prepared today to actually say something about these guys. Uh, but we, we, we are actually being played in another stream. So I'm not too sure how I can get to it. Uh, you know, I'm getting old. But anyway. Um, Zama, say something while I'm looking for this. Yeah, oh, clearly today you just got me all serious. Imagine I'm a comedian, but today I'm so serious. I'm like, yo, but right now I'm looking at your belly. You have to work what? out. You really have to. Guys, have to this guy out. is so bad. Like, ooh. Yeah. And it's summer. It's summer. People have six packs. You have a one pack. Foot sack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to I need to go to the gym. I'm glad you said something about it, my sister. Could you imagine what my woman say all the time when she look at me as I pass in front I of her? She's probably thinking I know. And it's... <laughs> she's probably thinking, What the heck did I get myself into here? Ladies and gentlemen, there is a um a, a, an app you can actually download. It's very it's available on uh on um it's available everywhere. It's called Powercast 97.9 WPWR. So it's a Powercast. You can get our show is going to be playing at between 12, uh, no, 12 to 1 every Sunday on this app. It's available everywhere and there's a radio station. There's a lot of shows in there every Sunday. So you can get that app and listen to a lot of shows and our show is going to be there too. And then that's how you can actually listen to, um, and then after that at one third we are on, we are live, right, Zama? Yes, we're gonna be live. Exactly. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are closing up the show now, Zama. Any last words? Because I think, I think we had a, a great show. What do you think? I, th- I think we did. But then again, like I just want to say to parents at home, talk to your child, talk to your children, and just find out what's going on in their lives, you know? Like, don't be judging another child. Maybe your child is also going through whatever. Yeah, they're probably going through something. It's pretty, it's pretty tough. And uh, we should not treat uh, the LGBTQ community as some sort of an enemies. Love your brother. Love thy brother. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Any, uh, anything else, Zama, or we say goodbye? Oh, oh, thanks for supporting us. Thanks for listening to uh, today's show. We are so grateful. We are so humble, guys. Yeah, thank you so much, man. We really loved the show today. I actually really enjoyed it. I probably lost I, uh, I probably lost one pound just sitting over here sweating. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I hope you enjoy your day. <laughs>